Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. I do hope this Saturday night is treating you all really well. Wanted to share some updates on the case of Rex Hurman, the alleged serial killer out of Long Island. This case just got even more bizarre and disturbing. John Ray, a well-known and colorful attorney who's been practicing law for nearly four decades, currently represents two of the families of Ocean Parkway victims, including 23-year-old Shannon Gilbert, an escort whose body was found on Oak Beach in 2011, and 20-year-old Jessica Taylor, another young female working as an escort, whose dismembered remains were found in both Manorville, Long Island, as well as along Ocean Parkway. So this attorney, John Ray, has shared some very upsetting information. First, he revealed to the U.S. Sun that he received threatening phone calls containing eerie voices and crazy sounds prior to Rex Hurman's arrest. It seems likely that that would have been Rex Hurman on the line. We know that he was doing online searches about the Long Island serial killer and about the victims and their families prior to being arrested. We also know that he allegedly made phone calls with victim Melissa Bartholomew's cell phone to her family after he allegedly did her in, and in those calls, he made it clear to Melissa's sister that he knew what she looked like and where she lived, causing her major anxiety for many years, right up until Hurman was arrested, I'm sure. If all those scary phone calls were made by Rex Hurman, then this is a guy who gets off on using the phone as a weapon. But here's the big bombshell dropped by John Ray. Yesterday, he said that Hurman's wife, Asa Ellerup, should be considered a suspect and not just a bystander or someone who's being victimized by her husband. Ray claims there's at least one credible witness who says that Asa was home when her husband brought escorts into their home. Now, before we all automatically believe what Ray has said, let me remind you that investigators have stated that Elrup and her two children were out of town when the three Gilgo Beach victims whose deaths Hewerman is charged with died. So the police, at least from what they've said, publicly don't appear to have any evidence of Ellerup's involvement in the crimes. But then I must also remind you that according to Hewerman's bail document, several of Asa Ellerup's strands of hair were found on or near three of the Gilgo Beach victims. Victim Maureen Brainerd Barnes had a female human hair on the buckle of one of the three belts bound around her body. Victim Megan Waterman had two female hairs on her body and near her body, one being described as from outside the head area and the other from the tape around the head area. Victim Amber Costello also had a female human hair on a piece of tape inside the burlap wrapped around her body. The court document states that the forensic laboratory number one was able to determine that each of these female hairs belonged to one female individual in mitochondrial haplogroup 
KLC2 and that this female was not any of the victims. Later, detectives snagged 11 bottles from the Hewerman's trash and they took swabs of the bottles. The lab was then able to conclude that DNA on one of those bottles matched the DNA of the female hair sample recovered with the remains of Megan Waterman. The detectives concluded that the hair belonged to Asa Ellerup. Later, the detectives had another forensic laboratory, laboratory number two, that specializes in forensic mitochondrial analysis, conduct another independent analysis. That lab was able to match the hair found on Amber Costello's remains to Asa Ellerup. I've been assuming that those hairs were transferred onto Rex Hewerman in the Hewerman home and that he then transferred them onto the victims during the commission of the crime, allegedly. He's still innocent, right? He's presumed innocent at this time. But if John Ray is telling the truth, and there really is a credible witness who saw Asa Ellerup at the Hewerman home when Rex brought escorts there, could that mean that Ellerup knew about her husband's interest in escorts? Could it also mean that perhaps she knew about his alleged harming of young escorts? I don't want to jump to the conclusion that Asa Ellerup was in the know and involved in any way. It's all just speculation at this point. The police have not said anything other than they do not believe that Ellerup was involved and that she was definitely out of town when the crimes occurred. However, I do believe I read that for Maureen Brainerd Barnes' death in 2007, Ellerup was unable to provide receipts or other proof of her whereabouts. Note that this is not the first time attorney John Ray has talked about a female accomplice possibly working with Rex Hewerman. Back in mid-July of this year, Ray told the U.S. Sun that Hewerman might have had a female accomplice who helped lure some of the victims. At that time, Ray refused to share the name of the alleged accomplice, but he did say that his belief that a woman may have been involved was based in part on information he had that the body of the toddler, that would be Peach's daughter, was wrapped in blankets. Ray said, it's that kind of thing if you're such a depraved murderer, you don't take the time to do. That, to me, seems like the act of a mother, end quote. So I think it's safe to assume now that Ray likely was thinking of Asa Ellerup when he mentioned this potential female accomplice. Personally, I'm not sure what to think about John Ray and this latest information. Is he simply an attorney who likes the spotlight and wants his name in print? Or does he really know of a credible witness who told him that she saw Ellerup at home when Hewerman brought an escort to the house. He's a lawyer, so depending upon how you feel about lawyers, you'd think, at least I would think, that he wouldn't be stupid enough to try and assassinate Ellerup's reputation and character without anything to back it up. Then again, there are attorneys who will do anything for attention and their next big client. Note that Asa Ellerup let it be known yesterday through her attorney 
that she is battling spreading skin and breast cancer, and her insurance is going to expire soon because she was covered through her husband. Per the lawyer, Ellerup has 12 to 18 months more of treatment, but will lose the insurance in 60 days. Guys, I'm so confused at this point. I want to share all the angles of this story and tell you what's being said by key players at all times. That's why I'm sharing what attorney John Ray is saying about Ellerup, but I also don't want to fan the flames of hate and suspicion on a woman who has cancer, whose life is in total turmoil. I've been trying very hard to show that she and her kids are victims in this tragedy, perhaps not as much as the actual victims and their families, but still victims. Maybe it's best to try and remain neutral until we get to a trial, if we get to a trial, and have a chance to hear for ourselves all the evidence the investigators have. Another bit of news regarding Ellerup and her children. Yesterday, we found out that they have filed a notice of claim to protect their rights in the wake of Rex's arrest. The attorneys did not elaborate on what prompted them to take this legal action. They mentioned the extensive damage done to the family's Massapequa Park home during law enforcement's 12-day search. Ellerup and the children are understandably upset that many of their valuables were either taken or destroyed, that their beds were ripped apart, that the drain pipes in the bathroom were taken out. Their lawyers believe, apparently, that they have a legitimate right to sue for the damage. However, other legal experts on YouTube are saying that Elrup and the children may not have legal standing for this because the police were doing their lawful obligation to pursue a lawful investigation into a suspected serial killer. And we know criminals of this ilk are known to take trophies from their victims and to hide them in their homes in sneaky places. So it does make sense that the police would need to look everywhere, including in the drain pipes. By the way, Ellerup's lawyer, Robert Macedonio, told the press yesterday that the walk-in vault in the basement of the home is just a section of the basement that's been walled off and that has a metal door. He said what many have said before, and that's that the room is not soundproof and it's not a vault. Macedonio also stated that the creepy life-size doll that we saw in the glass display case belongs to Asa Ellerup and that it's something that she's had for many years. So these explanations seem to be sort of pointed to making Rex Hewerman look less ominous, you know, not a walk-in vault, not a creepy doll that he worshipped. So who knows? Is Ellerup trying to protect her husband and help him? We know she's talking to him, even if she has not visited him in the jail, yet she's also divorcing him. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories. Hey, do me a favor. Smash that like button, and I'll see you next time.